Welcome to the Covenant Word Podcast, the official podcast of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we're not only touching heaven, but we're changing earth. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you, increases your faith, and builds you up. We also hope this message gives you perspective on how God is moving in your life. Let's jump into the message. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named what? Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to who? To God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision and in which he saw an angel of God coming down towards him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. I'm going to ask you to switch now to King James Version because it does a better job here. And I want us to read it together. One to go. Verse 4. Verse 4. One to go. And when he looked at him, he was afraid and said, What is it? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up to me before God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Verse 5. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. Verse 6. He lodges with one Simon Atana whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what ought to do. Want to go. And when the angel we spoke unto Cadelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. Verse 8 And he told, and when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. I will speak to us from this scripture on keys. To divine. I want to say to us today that when we look at the word remembrance from the Hebrew text, remembrance is not only when bad things are happening to you. Because sometimes when we're praying in our mind, we feel like, oh, remembrance, oh Lord, remember me, I'm dying. Oh Lord, remember me, my future is gone. Remember me, I'm maybe like Joseph in the pit. No, 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 no. Remembrance, as far as God is concerned, the word remembrance in the Hebrew text is from the verb called zakwa, which means a memorial. Which means to recall. It means to be brought to remembrance, to mention, to bring to record, to make remembrance, to remind. 
or to keep in remembrance. So it's important to note that God is a God that always has an agenda for his people. God would easily remember you because of his plans before he remembers you because of your call. Last Sunday, I shared with you on times and seasons. And I told you that Hannah could cry all she wanted. God did not listen to the cry of Anna because Penina was insulting her. God remembered Anna because Anna all of a sudden decided to pray in line with the agenda of God. And immediately God saw that Anna's prayer lined up with his will. For the word of God declares, if you ask anything in accordance to what? My will, it will be granted unto you. So God does not answer prayers by emotions. Your cry does not move God. In fact, if you wait for God to answer you based on your cry, do you know the limit? 430 years. Somebody say, Pastor, where's the time limit from? When the children of Israel were in Egypt in slavery. If you wait for cry, it will be 430 Tell you the that's too long. That's too long. So when we talk about divine remembrance, God always, first of all, will remember his covenant first. Because God is a God of covenants. Tell you about God is a God of covenants. God is a God of promise. And God does not just make promises just because he likes to make promises. God makes promises because he wants to enact a covenant with people. He sees something special. He sees a person that would fit into the agenda. Then God makes a covenant. Let me give you an instance. You see someone who's going to be good for a job. If you understand contracts in American uh, football or basketball, why do they make contracts, in quotes, covenants? You play for us, but you're going to be with us for five years. It's because they believe that they see a championship potential in the person. Everybody understands that? So when they are trying to look for people, there will be scouts, but the person that they finally bring into their place to be able to enact something, someone that they know has something to offer, and you must fit into the mode. You must have the personality that fits with that club or with that team or whatever. God also, all that nature started from God. So each time God is looking for people because God has created you, so God knows you exist. Oh no, is somebody getting me? You are not in some different space from God without Him knowing, oh, that chili man maker exists. No, no, no. He created you, so God knows that you exist. But for Him to understand and to recall that you are here suddenly, you must fit into His plan, then all of a sudden, it's like a light that shines. Oh, right there. I have somebody in San Antonio that will fulfill my purpose. Once he can see you and record that you fit into that pattern, anything you ask for, as far as you will fulfill his purpose, check, check, check. This God, as a covenant-keeping God, he makes promises, and he's bounded by the promises that he makes. He keeps his word. That's what my dear brother was saying. Like, I understand what it means to operate under covenant. And I've told us many times that I understand even as a pastor that whatever I am enjoying today 
It's not my labor. All I just need to do is just listen and say, God, what are you saying? He tells me, when you operate under covenant, people will think you are very wise and smart. He said, lie. Let's go to the scripture. I don't want to waste too much time. I have a lot in my preamble. Let's look at this story. Let's look at this story because we read the story. First service, you need to go straight to the point. Second service, you can tell them all the wonderful things. Are you ready for this? I discovered that the people that God always remembers, they fit into a certain profile all through scripture. The people that God would always remember and use for his purpose are people that fit a certain profile. What is this profile? They are people that understand what it means to do things that become a spiritual memorial for God to easily spot them out. So when they live their life every day, they live their life with intention that they are setting up a memorial. That is every way they live their life is like they are living their life like an offering. It is a dangerous thing to walk through life and walk without intention. You are just living. You are just coasting. You, you, don't, you can't attach any purpose. If you see, the theme of my heart within this month has always been on purpose. There's a reason why God designed you, wired you, orchestrated your life to be where you are. So I discovered for every person that God remembers, when they live their life, when they act, when they serve, when they do anything, they, they do with an intention to establish a memorial offering to God. So let's look at number one. Acts chapter 10 from verse 1. In Caesarea, I hope you know that before this time, the gospel had not reached anywhere except the Jews. So Acts chapter 10 was the first time there was a shift there was a shift in the move of God. There was a shift in the gospel of Christ. There was a break in the mood. God was changing pattern. And all of a sudden, boom. So if you go to Israel, one of the first places where we call currently, currently Tel Aviv, which is the capital, is where you have this current Joppa. And it's very much at the outskirts, almost at the outskirts of the city. That's where it is. And if you move not too far away from there, you will get into this Caesarea that we're talking about. Just around there. Before that time, something had happened in Acts chapter 9. The Bible told us about a woman called who? Dorcas. In Lida. And something had happened that God had brought Peter to that area to stay in the house of Simon the Tanner. You know the story. I'm going to get to the story in my third point. But the Bible says, and Peter was there. And so God now did something and was looking for who to extend the gospel into the Gentile world. By the way, Peter is here. Peter is at the margin of the place, at the boundary between Joppa and Caesarea. You are not hearing what I'm saying. So whenever God wants to move in the life of a man that has been laying memorials down, and you are following his purpose. Immediately someone who is in his agenda to bring about that thing to happen. God all of a sudden begins to bring alignments together. People begin to meet. You are not hearing what I'm saying. Let me, let me explain. So that's exactly what happened. So all of a sudden, Acts chapter 10 verse 1. The Bible says in Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer called Cornelius. 
Cornelius, the word Cornelius means horn. He was the captain of the Italian regiment. First profile, he was what? A devoted man. What was the next point? He was God-fearing. And what was the third point? And everyone in his house feared God. Cornelius matched the kingdom profile. If you match the profile of God, God will pick you. Because God will not pick you because of your complexion. God will pick you because of his covenants. You are not hearing what I'm trying to say. God had already destined that the gospel will get to the Gentiles. He found a man that fit the prophet. That was why you discovered that God allowed Dorcas to die that weekend. The key is fearing God. Sit down. The key is fearing God. Staying with the divine agenda. Staying with the purpose. Staying holy. He was a devoted man. He was God-fearing. And ladies and gentlemen, he led his family to fear God. Why not one man? God, the move of God can begin with one man. But it can never progress with one man. God always looks for families. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be saved. And your what? And your household. And your household. There's something about household fearing God. Will I not tell Abraham what I intend to do? Oh. Knowing fully well that he will instruct his children to fear me. When God saved Noah, did he not save him with his children? Except that his wife decided to look back. But at least the wife came out. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you? If you will fulfill the purpose of God, if God will remember you, if all your prayers will be answered, your life must line up with the profile. Go look for men that walked with God and progressed in any field of life. Once you match the profile, you get the covenant. Psalm 24 verse 14. The Lord is a friend to those who do what? Who fear him. And what does he do? So listen and gentlemen, covenant is taught. Covenant is taught. It's not automatic. Why do you teach a person? So that the person can become. It's time to fear God. What does it mean to fear God? Run away from sin. I don't care who you are. If you play with sin, it will destroy your destiny. If you want to go far, if you want to go far, fear God. But if you are a professor, you are a president, you are anything and you thought we sin, it will destroy you. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. God will never, no matter your gift, have more respect for your gift than your lifestyle. Can we go to point number two? Cornelius was a praying man. Tell your neighbor Cornelius was a praying man. Else can God know what you need if you don't ask? Even if you want me to do you a favor, don't you say, please, can you do me a favor? Even if you are not, if you like, nod your head and do sign language, I will not know. Because I don't read signs. Christians must learn to pray. And Cornelius, he, there was no church here. 
It wasn't like he was going to one prayer, one church that they pray seven days a week. He was a praying man. Tell anybody he was a praying man. If there is a time to pray, it is now. God remembers those who seek him diligently in prayer. Your key to remembrance, even if you don't naturally qualify for it, lies in your ability to earnestly seek God. Jeremiah 29, 13. And you shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with what? All your heart. Cornelius was searching for God with all his heart. He was praying to the Almighty God. I hope you know that the Romans had their gods. They did. But Cornelius knew that there was something defective with the gods of the Romans. And he sought after God. Tell you about it is time to seek God in prayer. Matthew 7, 7 already told you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door shall be opened unto you. If you have more plans ahead of you than the ones you have achieved, your prayer life needs to match the plans you have ahead. So let me explain. If your prayer list is 100, but your prayer is 1%, you have 99% to go. The earlier you start increasing the pace in prayer, the quicker God hears you and remembers you. If you want to move the hand of God, it takes prayer to move the hand of God. As you call upon God, may God answer you this season in Jesus' name. Hear this, the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 17, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. I believe that Cornelius was looking for God. But his prayer made God to send an angel in his direction. I don't know what you're looking for. But hopefully you're looking for God this year. He didn't follow the Italian people. He followed God. Tell the boy, it's time to seek God. It's time to seek God. Number three, as I end this morning in second service, we may go in deeper. Number three, Cornelius was a giver. Tell the boy, Cornelius was a giver. He was a generous man. And this is one of the, one of the things I've discovered about many believers. Many believers, they are good, but they are bad givers. It's incomplete. A man that prays is like a man that raised an altar, but there must be a sacrifice. So God, the principle that God showed me one time about giving is that giving is like the animal that you bring to service your altar. And you cannot only say, oh, all my giving must only be offering. In church. Because there are other places you need God to move. So when you sow seeds and you bless people, you are like a man that is servicing your altars in different places. Some people have an empty altar at work. No sacrifice. Nobody has tasted one cent from you. Somebody is sick, no flower, no card. People are broke around you, no help. Family members call, it goes to voicemail. Listen, gentlemen, you are playing with fire. Cornelius, how God had respect for his giving of arms. Because anybody that lends gifts to the poor, the Bible says he lends to what? To the Lord. The liberal soul shall be made fat. So it's not only your prayer that God looks. God looks at the things that come out from your hand. Some people, for the life of them, they can never give anybody anything. You, I tell people, I said, many people will be shocked when they get to heaven. 
Just mark the word I'm telling you. Because they will suddenly discover that some people made it. And you wonder, how did they make it? There are some things you will do for somebody that all of a sudden God will say, no, this soul cannot go to hell. How did Dockers, how did God save Dockers? Dockers died, right? And they called Peter. Immediately they called Peter. You know, the Bible said, as Peter was entering the place, they raised up their, the, all the widows. They carried their clothes. They carried their, web, their things that Dockers made. And they told Peter, Peter, sir, let me just tell you, this woman, any other person can die in this place. This one ain't going nowhere. It was because of the prayers of those widows that fueled the oil for Dockers to resurrect. Ladies and gentlemen, some blessings will die except you release them. God had respect for the giving of Cornelius. And because of these three points, God said, no, 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 no. This has come as a memorial, as a pleasing offering. That is to say, God smelt it. It has an aroma. That tells me it is not only your God-fearing life that God is, in, is, is intentional about. God looks at your prayer. Then God looks at your taking care of others. Don't miss an opportunity to be a blessing to others. Tell your neighbor, don't miss an opportunity to be a blessing to others. Second Peter 1, 5 to 11. Peter speaking. This is Peter again speaking. Peter now speaking. He said, for this reason, make every effort. Because many of us say we have faith. Faith that can move mountains. Watch out. He said, make every effort to add to your faith. What? Goodness. Did you see that? Add goodness to your faith. And to your goodness, knowledge. And to your knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, what? Perseverance. And to perseverance, what? Godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, add what? Love. If you read it in King James Version, it says charity. That love there is not love for, no. That love is being able to love and be a blessing to other people. Watch what he said. He said, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. And whoever does not have them is what? Second Peter 1. I'm in verse 8 now. Are you there? Okay, you have your Bible. Okay. The Bible says, if you have these things, if these things are yours and they abound, read, put it in NIV, in NIV, NIV, NIV. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, it will keep you from what? Being ineffective and unproductive. In what? So you could have faith, but if you don't have good works that back it, you will be unproductive. Keep going. Verse 9, verse 9. But whoever does not have them is near what? Nearsighted and blind. Forgetting that they have been cleansed from their passings. Verse 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. Look at verse 11. Everybody read it. And you will receive what? A rich welcome into the eternal of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Whenever you add prayer to your living a holy life, and you add giving to the people that are less privileged, God accepts your sacrifice and prepares you for your coming to heaven. 
If you enjoyed today's message, we want to encourage you to like it, share it on social media, or go to our website, BethelCovenantAG.org, or the app and click on the giving link, which helps us to continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. If you would like to join in on the move of God here in San Antonio, Texas, you can join us for any of our three services on Sundays at 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., our Bible studies on Wednesday at 7 p.m., or our prayer meeting on Friday at 7 p.m. God bless you and have an awesome week.